Welcome to NIL Undressed. I'm your host, Ryan Schockner, along with Cheney Robinson. Good morning. And today, I could not be more excited to have Marcus Ogden with us. Marcus is a six-year NFL veteran, 2022 Howard University Hall of Fame inductee, keynote speaker, notching 53 Fortune 500 companies, a business coach, and really the host of the Get Authentic with Marcus podcast, which just so happens to rank in the top one half of 1% in the world. Marcus, welcome to NIL Undressed. Did I get it all? Did I get it right? No, you did good, man. Thanks a lot for having me on. Uh, Dr. Robinson, good to see you guys and uh, forward to a little chat. Awesome. So, Marcus, two of the reasons I'm, I'm really excited to have you uh, and really to talk about NIL is because, one, you're an entrepreneur. And from just us getting to know each other, I can tell you see opportunity differently than most people. And you successfully, second reason, you successfully transitioned from competitive athletics to competitive life outside of athletics, right? Being an entrepreneur, even bouncing back from failures. And, uh, you know, that's really something, and I'm sure you've seen it along on the way with guys you played with in college and the pros, something that most athletes, uh, regardless of sport and gender, they struggle with. So, I just wanted to, uh, to pat you on the back for that and uh, and get into the questions, man. Let's do it, man. Appreciate your kind words. I look forward to answering all your good questions, man. So uh, on the record, for or against NIL, and has your opinion changed over time? The answer is I'm for it, and it has not changed at all. Uh, some of these athletes in high school and college will not be able to make it to the National Football League or the National Basketball Association or Major League Baseball, whatever sport they play. So I feel if the schools, high schools, and especially the college are making money off these athletes, the athletes deserve their opportunity to make money. Because again, most of them, if you count, look at the odds and the percentages, will not be a professional athlete. So giving them a chance to make money, to save and put away, to start their life, whatever that is in that capacity, I think is a great idea. So I have a question that I have is, you know, in the locker room and we see about this time of year, the rookies and the and the veterans are getting, you know, integrated. They're they're going through their hazing or initiation, whatever it may be. And we see the the receipts posted online, right? Of the the dinner that the rookie had to pay for. I'm sure it's something that that you went through, you know, being having gone through that and then also being the veteran and and putting some of these guys through that. Would that go into, you know, with their NIL earnings plus whatever contract they have coming in, would that play into what you order in that dinner? It's a good question, but no, I don't think so. I think that whatever you earn from there, it doesn't really factor into your rookie contract, what round you're what position you're drafting, what round, and they really predicate how you pay for that dinner off what round you're drafted, your signing bonus. So I don't see the NIL really playing a factor into that. Because again, like I said, if a guy does NIL deal in high school or college and they, and they luckily get to the National Football League or NBA or MLB, whatever, then at that time, a lot of times it's going to be forgotten like what they got. And so it's all about what they got at that time, not what they got years ago. Got it. Very cool. All right. We're both in North Carolina. And North Carolina, the Athletic Association just approved name, image, likeness for high schools. And then in the same day, the state Senate voted it down. And the two reasons that they cited for voting it down were one is uh, fear that coaches uh, would be recruiting to high schools. 
And then, you know, they worried that it would cause problems within teams. You know, some kids that don't get deals feel um, like they're not part of the team or, or, you know, they feel bad about it. So, you know, two questions really, what's your thought on NIL at the high school level? And then second is what do you think about the rationale for it to be voted down by the, by the North Carolina state Senate? Again, I think NIL at the high school level is very much should be done. Again, if the high school athlete is good enough, put enough work in to get a deal for themselves to take care of their families, then that's what they should get. Because like I said, again, there's no guarantee. You know, it could be you could be a high school athlete, right? Get an NIL deal, off think you're going off to college, tear your ACL, tear your MCL, and you're done. Then what happens? The college will say, oh, you're damaged goods. We're going to pull your scholarship. Then what happens? That kid may not be able to go to college. So then you got the NIL money that they made. It at least gives them a chance to have a chance to have a decent life going forward to provide for their family, their future family. And again, the state Senate voting it down, I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's right. Because again, in life, it's not fair. I mean, again, you're not going to, I mean, if that was the case, everybody in the NFL be drafted at the same position, make the same amount of money. You have guys like Tom Brady, who everybody won a Super Bowl. Everybody would have everything they want to have. And that's not the case. You have to work for what you want. So again, I feel like, well, it's not fair. People are going to be feel they're ousted. Well, then work harder and put the time in and do the dedication and train your craft and get coaching, get private coaching, do whatever you have to do and look at yourself as a business and a brain, not just an athlete. Yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah. And I, and you know, I think one of the things that people don't see, you know, the, the assumption is that all these athletes are going to go pro. And the reality is there's a lot of stories. Uh, there's more stories of not going pro and what could have been, then there are stories of, you know, I went pro and this is what happened. So that's a great, uh, great insight there. All right. So, uh, so let's talk transitions, right? So the, the biggest, uh, what was the biggest adjustment or realization going from college ball to pro ball? The speed of the game, but without a doubt, everybody was big. Everybody was strong. Everybody was fast at the NFL and college. Some guys are big, not as fast. Some guys were fast, not as strong. In the National Football League, especially when I was an O-liner playing against guys like Marco Coleman, John Henderson, Marcus Stroud, Kevin Williams, uh, you know, uh, Sam Adams, you know, uh, some of these the juggernauts, you know, Aaron Schobel, you know, Ryan Dennehy, like all these big, fast human beings. At the NFL level, everybody's big, everybody's fast, that plays at the front seven position. If you're not big, you're not fast, you don't play. It's just that simple. Yeah. So you you obviously successfully transitioned from college to pro, but you also made a successful transition from athletics to life after athletics. Did you have a game plan or strategy? And when did you start thinking about um, what you were going to do whenever that athletic career was was done? I absolutely had no plan. I had no structure. I had no idea what the hell I was going to do when I left the NFL. I struggled for a long time with alcohol and nightlife and gambling and women and all these other things that weren't good for me. And I got lucky to find Canaan Premier Enterprises and build a successful eight-figure-year construction company. But unfortunately, as I grew the company, my ego also grew and I lost it all. So I tell athletes, I've done some work with the Buffalo Bills, guys like Davis White, uh, Josh Allen, you know, Tremaine Evans, I, I would speak to their rookie class for several years in a row. 
And I told all those young guys, you know, the game is the game. Be ready. Do what you got to do. I hope you all have long careers, right? Because again, I, I would talk to incoming rookies. Most of those guys were not going to make the team. It's just the way it is. But guys like Josh, Davis, Dion, they're doing their their staple pieces with the Buffalo Bills. And so you ever look at them, those guys are not just playing football. They're doing other things. Like I see Josh doing all types of Gillette commercials and type of branding deals and getting out of the community. Josh is doing it great. So is Dion. I saw him doing like a cornhole term on ESPN. Today, there's a lot of work for the community. So uh, Tremaine now took his talent from Buffalo, now to Chicago, got a huge $50 million guaranteed signing votes with the Chicago Bears. So it's great to see these guys doing phenomenal. But I always told them the game's the game. But while playing the game, figure out what you do best. So as you leave the game, you have something to fall back on and you don't get stuck. Or like me, struggle, then build something you really shouldn't have been in lose it all and then have to start all, all over again. Yeah. So if you so if you had to do it all over again, at what point, because I know there's the, you know, we have to make the team and there's that thought. And then it's, you know, I have to get that next contract. And it just goes so fast, right? It's not just the speed of the game that's fast. It's the speed of life. Just it speeds up. So looking back, at what point would you start planting the seeds for that transition? Probably after the first year when I was in the off season, I should have been training and taking courses. I did it in year three, which is good, but I really didn't take time to figure out what I could have done for the overall development. And then when things came out like construction, I took a course and did that, but I never really took time to figure out what I did best. And so I think I should have probably took a few weeks after my first year, before we started workouts, before we started, you know, off-season training to find out more about who I was as a person, not just an athlete, and then make those type of either interning companies, go through something in the community. It's a Jaguar. I could have gone into places and, you know, I didn't need the money, but, and got some experience, some work experience. So if I could do all over again, the end of year one, for a few weeks before I started, you know, off-season training and workouts, I would have probably figured out what I wanted to do as I was training and doing off-season workouts instead of going to play poker at like 12 o'clock in the afternoon after my workouts and having a drink at 12.01 because I said, I'm I'm good, I'm not an alcoholic, it's 12 o'clock somewhere, it's 12.01 here. I would have said, you know what, I finished my workout, let's go get a couple hours, you know, three, four, five hours in the the afternoon and work somewhere towards my craft. And then if I want to play poker after that, go do it. You know what I'm saying? Have fun. But I should have put some time in there for life after football. Yeah, very cool. So I have a theory, right? You know, a lot of guys chase that pro dream and they don't see, you know, and and especially now, right? I mean, I think after that 30 for 30 about going broke came out, there started to be a transition inside all athletics on, hey, we need to establish more businesses and we need to do something smarter with our money. Um, who are some guys that you played with that made a successful transition? Tell us what you're doing now and what are they doing from a business standpoint that they really took their athletic skills and excelled in that next phase, in that business phase. We want to thank our sponsor, Success Beyond Game Day. For many athletes, the last safe place was the locker room. They could be themselves and not be judged. Success Beyond Game Day creates a locker room community for athlete development. Partnering with individual athletes, high schools, athletic departments, college and pro teams on building their brands, understanding name, image, and likeness, 
how to get deals and personal finance, all while leveraging a proprietary assessment that identifies core skills that athletes can leverage to create a competitive advantage, all while creating an environment where athletes can connect to push each other to greatness. Check it out at www.successbeyondgameday.com. Well, a guy that's found out about this, and he told me that he started while he was playing, is Marcus Trufant, who was a first-round draft pick in my class out of Washington State, cornerback with the Seahawks. He actually started investing in storage units years ago. And Marcus has done a great job. He actually speaks for the Seahawks rookies about investing in storage units. He says no matter the economy, what happens, people need storage unit places. So he invested in that. And now he's been retired about, you know, for probably about probably six, seven, eight years or longer. And he's now built a nice business for himself in real estate, in storage units. And he's doing fantastic in the Seattle market. He played there. He, let's say, he talks to the rookies. He played for Pete Carroll. So Pete Carroll loves him. He gives back to the Seahawks with community and rookies. And he's doing great. So, and like for me now, what I'm doing and how to help give back I tell athletes, figure out what you do well, leverage your strengths, figure out your why, and let's go for it. And again, a lot of people have to remember that at the frame point, it's all about what you do as an individual and how you're able to help people with your skill sets. So what I do now through my awesome team, you know, we are a breakthrough specialist and mentor. We do keynote speaking. I'm your coach, Ryan, business coaching, executive consulting. We have a podcast, brand ambassador. We have you know, strategic partners. We're actually looking to build some online courses and some uh, some some lead magnet funnels and uh, been doing a mastermind. So we're always busy moving forward towards what we do best. Yeah, very cool. All right, a little off-the-wall question for you. This new era of NIL, right? Thinking back at you know at these teams, that, and let's just take like a Nick Saban, for example built just a monster down at Alabama. I mean, that, I mean, every year they're top five and, and it's all well-deserved. But he started building that prior to NIL. So if, you, if he had to start today in the NIL and let's say transfer portal era, do you think he builds the machine that he's built in Alabama? Not a chance. <laughs> why, why not? Why not? Yeah. Because he would not have that many top recruits coming because if you're a top recruit and another college gives you a better deal financially, it's like it becomes all about negotiation. So he loses the leverage of having a monster program. Well, come here and, you know, the only way to make money is you work hard, work hard, become a first round draft pick. Well, today I don't have to do that, right? If I want to go to Kansas, I want to go to California. You say, whatever the deal is, if the booster say, okay, man, you know what? Here's five million bucks to come play for us, right? It's not you're not going to be in Alabama, you're not going to be on the Nick Saban, but you know you come here, we we'll give you five million bucks, ten million bucks, twenty million bucks, and you can play for us, and you can we can build a life after football. I'm taking it all day. Because here's the thing: a first round draft choice today, from what I remember, and I could be wrong, I've gone up since then. It's a five year, twenty two million dollar deal. That's what the top draft pick gets. With the National Football League, Bryce, you know, uh, Bryce Young got you know top five year twenty two million. It's cap now. So if you're going to give me twenty million as a college student, right, I don't have to worry about those four or five years of going through hell 
getting beat up to hope would be the number one pick. I'll take your 20 million, come to your school, play for you, have fun, get playing time. And then when I leave, I'll have an even, I should, if I invested, I have even more than $20 million or $20 million yeah. by the time I leave. So there's no way he builds in with that type of NIL environment. There's just no way. Yeah. Cool. I appreciate it. Marcus. Hey, I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate you spending some time with us. How can people get in touch with you? They can go to our website, www.marcusmarquesogdenogden.com. Awesome. Thank you again. Thanks for joining us on Undressed. As always, like, subscribe, and share. It's greatly appreciated.